<sighs> Welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I am going through it right now. Um, my mental is on a downswing, let's just say. It's, I'm, I'm dealing with just unprovoked mental issues. Let's say that. Uh, a slight case of depression. Uh, just, like I said, not provoked, nothing in particular. Uh, really, honestly, didn't want to do the episode today. I didn't even want to do an episode at all this weekend. But I thought, we'll power through it. I'll do it with you guys. You guys will help me out. And uh, it's important. It's important to discuss things like this, to to be open and honest about things like this. And um, this show is all about positivity. And even when things are down, even when you're going through the motions, when things aren't going well for you, um, it's important to remember that life is still a garden, no matter what, no matter how bad it feels, no matter how down you might be. And who knows? Maybe we will uh, figure this out as the episode goes on. I look at this as a real treat for you guys to get to see the absolute mental collapse of me right here on camera as I just dive in and down the the rabbit holes and we'll see where this trip takes us. We're going to be on this journey together. And who knows? May, like I said, maybe by the end of this, I'll shake myself out of it and it'll be a whole revelation. But you're on this journey with me and I'm glad you're here and we're going to figure it out together. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. It's episode 118 of Life's a Gun. Ah, yes. Thank you very much for joining me yet again. Another episode here of Life's a Garden. The episode where I'm having a mental episode. <laughs> I went with the shades today. Uh, you know, gotta hide all the uh, the pain. Gotta hide the the tears. The shame. Hiding behind the shame. You you do not want to see. I don't want to. I don't want you to see the uh, the absolute uh, emptiness, the soullessness. The eyes are the are the what do they say? The gateway to the soul. And if you were to see this, you would see absolutely the soullessness in these eyes. And and I don't want to. I don't want to do that to you. It's bad enough. I'm going to be talking about all this shit. Um, I I I can't. I can't allow you to to see. All the uh, the agony and the and the absolute horror that the that these eyes will will pierce into you. So, yeah, we had to we had to we had to cover that up. We had to hide hide the uh, the eyes away for this episode. So I do apologize that you won't get to uh, 
take a take a deep gaze into these baby blues. But we're feeling the blues today. God damn, it's just been it's been going on for like two days now, man. And and this happens from time to time. I it's unexplainable. Like there's 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 you know maybe some purpose behind it, but it's kind of you know that's just kind of how depression happens, though. It's just like kind of happens. It's there. It just pops up. It's random. There's no real cause for it. And I'm not sitting here crying around. I'm not sitting here trying to like tell you that I woe was me and my life's so bad. Trust me, I know people have it way worse. I know people struggle with depression way worse than whatever it is I'm dealing with. This is just petty shit. It's just like little stuff that I'm just in my head about. It's not even really important. But uh, nonetheless, feeling down, feeling blue, feeling uh, just feeling like shit. Feeling my shittiest. And uh, I'm glad you're here to witness it. I'm glad you're here to witness me at my uh, most shittiest, my scum, the the most scumbaggy version of myself. Because you got to see it all, you know. 118 episodes, you're bound to see the low points too. And that's fine. It's all good. It's fine to show your your weaknesses and your downsides. And sometimes, you know what? It makes you stronger when you're able to express that stuff in some ways. So you're here on this journey with me, man. And we're going to work it. We're going to work it out together. And here's the thing. This is like the sad thing of it is I've been funny all day. Like I've been, I've been making people laugh. I've been throwing laughs out. I've been laughing even, even when I'm, you know, not feeling my best. Because pain equals art. Pain, like, pain creates beautiful art. It makes you funnier. Comedians often deal with with, uh, pain in their lives. They're very, they're typically very uh, hurt people, have a lot of trauma in their lives that they work out. Um, I, as a musician, create some of my best music based on whether it's current pain or pain that I've experienced in my life. I'm sure other art forms, you know, just pain is an expression of art. And you can do that with other emotions too. But for some reason, in pain, you you bring out some of the best creativity. I don't know why. I couldn't explain it to you. And I'm just in a goofy-ass mood. Maybe I'm trying to cheer myself up. Maybe I'm trying to cheer others up because I don't want others to feel like I might sympathize with the way people could be feeling at their low points because that's where I'm at. So I'm in a silly goose mood. Like, I'm just... And I thought to myself, you know what? That's a great time to do the podcast because who knows? Maybe I am going to be loosey-goosey. I am going to be more chill. I am going to make funnier jokes. I'm going to make bigger points. Who knows? We're going to find out. And hopefully it's not something that we have to do often because this shit sucks. It really does. I need some fucking Prozac. Somebody pass me a Vicodin or something. Let me just sleep. God, that's all I wanted to do. I did not want to go to work today. I just wanted to sleep. I wanted to you know, there, I had plans that I thought maybe I wanted to do tonight, and I just couldn't do it because 
and here I am doing this. So this is something productive. It's something that's going to hopefully make me feel better and and not feel like a piece of shit and not, you know, make me just feel bad about myself or feel sorry for myself because that's just the worst, man. And I am in my head about certain things, and I think that's just a result of whatever it is going on chemically in my brain. Yeah, this is the uh, the melting of the mind, per se. Like, you're, you're here witnessing it all. The absolute decimation of my mental capacity. My brain is just melting before you. In a pool of... Of sadness, my fucking... <laughs> my brain is melting through my eyes. <laughs> no, I'm just... It's really not that bad. Like, I'm I'm playing it up a little bit more than, than what it really is, but it's so weird, man. It's weird the way the mind works. It's weird how, you know, you'll just be on top of the world. I've, I literally have nothing to be upset about. There's nothing for me to truly be sad about. And yet, your brain is just like, nah, dude, not today. It's fucking raining, too. Like, it's currently raining. Like, how poetic? Like, how much more poetic can it be that... Like, it's raining, it's storming in my brain, and here it is outside. It's just, like, reflective of the way I feel. Ugh. But we'll get through it. And we and, and anytime you struggle with things like this, you, you can get through it. And you just got to say, fuck it. And sometimes that's the best attitude you can have. Just say, fuck it. We're going to push forward. That's what I did the other day, too. I was feeling down. I was feeling blue. And I just said, fuck it, let's work out, you know, I'm going to go work out, force myself to do something positive. And then even after that, I was like, time to curl up in the bed, time to curl up in the covers and just start watching TV. And I said, nope, fuck that. We're not doing that either. Get your ass to the store. We're going to buy some food, buy some groceries and make dinner tonight. I'm not going to go get no fast food. I'm not going to make it easy on myself. Work for that shit. Make yourself some dinner. And then you feel like you accomplished something. You did something for yourself and you feel accomplished for doing something. And did that make me feel better? You're goddamn right it did. Did it fix everything? No. But it was a hell of a lot better than if I would have just went and laid down in bed and did nothing. And just scrolled my phone and watched TV and just sulked in my misery. That does nothing for anybody. It doesn't do anything for you especially. So when you're feeling down... Because, you know, it's easy to say, go out, do something, go be with people. That doesn't fucking... I mean, sometimes you just want to be alone, and that's okay, too. But if you're going to be alone, at least be productive and do something to better yourself. Clean the house. Do some laundry. Do just work... Like I said, work out. Things like that. Whatever you can do... To, to be productive because then at least in the end of the day, even if you're not mentally strong still, you will feel like you did something with your day and it will it will help you. It will make you feel better. And it did for me, man. And it did for me. Just I didn't want to work today. Went to work. Freaking pushed my way through. And it's all good, man. It's all good and we will shake through it i've i've been through this before it's nothing new 
And I know other people struggle with it. And that's why it's important for me to talk about it and for me to express how all this is phasing me and, and walk through it because other people deal with this stuff too. And if you know that I'm dealing with it, maybe you won't feel so alone when you're dealing with it. So we're here. We're going through it. We're going we're gonna to go through it together because everything is better together. We, we march forward. We, we push on. So um, I should tell you about that show that I, you know, last week, the last episode, I recorded the day that I did the second show of our, of our uh, double header weekend. And that show was a lot better than the first one. I'll tell you that right now. Andy's Bar, I've never been keen on the venue. It's just very small. Uh, the acoustics aren't amazing there, but I got to give it a little more credit than I was giving it before. It was a good turnout. I thought everything felt good, sounded good. The other bands were awesome. So cool to hang out with those guys. Got to meet a new band from North Dakota called Shotgun Facelift, which is just not, you know, especially with where I'm feeling right now. I don't know if that's the type of music that, you know, the type of name I should be listening to. But, no, nonetheless, they were a great band from from uh, North Dakota. Really cool to hang out with those guys and get to meet them. Pressure Not, as always, a pleasure to play with them and to get to hang out with those guys. See, uh, that's just the other thing, man. I, there's so many people I wanted to have on the show this weekend, but I just, I never reached out. I, I was just, I had no... No uh, life in me, no, no, no uh, inspiration, really, or no uh, drive to to try and put any effort into to making the show. You know, it's like I just had no optimism about doing this, and yet here it, is, you know, it's it's like things work out the way they're supposed to work out. So it's like I wasn't meant to have a guest this weekend. I was meant to feel this way and to express it. For some reason, you know what I mean? Like everything happens for purpose. You know, we got the, we got the, uh, the, um, out of the darkness walk this weekend, which is also somewhat poetic. It's like, I'm going to go participate in that. And it's like, it, it's just like one of those things. Here I am talking about this stuff. It's, it might be by design, you know? God has a purpose. God has a reason for why I, I need to be talking about this today as opposed to having a guest and just bullshitting about whatever. So you got to look at life like that. You got to look at life like a purpose. Everything has a purpose. And yeah, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Uh, football. Man, was I dead wrong about what I was hoping for. Fucking... My Denver Broncos, man, if you wanted to start me off on a shitty week, that's the way to do it. God, that might have kicked off this whole downward spiral. Uh, my Denver Broncos came out against the Seattle Seahawks and just did, did not perform the way I was hoping for. Now, here's what I'll say, okay? Let me just break this down real quick. Everybody's getting after Nathaniel Hackett for deciding to kick the field goal as opposed to go for it on fourth down. I would agree. I think the better decision would be take the timeout early, figure out what you're going to do, make a game plan, put the ball in your $450 million quarterback's hands and let him figure it out in his own, in his old stadium. I have a feeling he would have, you know, he wanted that win more than anybody. 
So he would have drawn up something to, to, to get that down, in my opinion. I think that... So there's no reason to get after Nathaniel Hackett with that. Like, I get the decision in some ways. Not the decision I would have gone with, but you can't fault the guy. The kick almost went in, dude. If it goes in, he's a genius. It didn't, so he's an idiot. And that's just the way football goes. Um, Our defense was lackluster in the first half. They figured it out in the second. Offense, overall, really good. I thought I really liked what I saw from the offense. The run game, you know, obviously the turnovers were bad, and that was pretty much the game changer was those two turnovers on the goal line, and they're faulting Hackett for the play calls down there. I don't know. A run seems like a logical conclusion to just run it. I don't know that you ever expect a turnover. Yeah, I probably would have pushed Russ up the middle. That might have made more sense, but it's just not what happened. Turnovers happen. We got a turnover on them. Penalties were really bad. Very undisciplined. I thought a lot of the penalties were a little bit soft called. I thought, you know, maybe they kind of... There was calls that shouldn't have been called. Both sides. Nonetheless, we we piled up 106 yards worth of penalties for them. And that's that's going to hurt you too. In the end, still was only a one-point loss. After everything else, I thought us, looking back on it and thinking about it, I think us not playing our starters in preseason ended up hurting us because you could see how much well, how more well-oiled the Seahawks were in this game. Cause, and they had a lot of their players playing in preseason. We did not have any. And you could really see that we were not a well, well-oiled machine in that first half because we just weren't used to the it didn't click right away as far as the full speed of the game. I think that had a lot to play into that. I don't think Russ was overly emotional. Let me tell you this too. Fuck Seattle and fuck the Seahawks for their treatment of Russell Wilson going into that stadium, man. Like, look at Peyton Manning when he returned to Indianapolis. Look at Tom Brady when he returned to New England. Nothing but praise showered him, showered both of those guys with love and respect because they understood that those guys got them to the promised land. Peyton only won one with the Colts, just like uh, Russ won one for the Seahawks. Also, both of them took that team to another Super Bowl. How are you, like, I kind of get the fact that he left the Seahawks. It was mutual. So I kind of get where there might be a little bit more disdain as opposed to with Peyton or or Tom. Remember, Tom didn't re-sign either. Tom technically left the Patriots. And I just don't see how you how you boo a guy that was so instrumental in your organization for so long. He he won you the ultimate prize. He was your champion he was your your captain and you're gonna boo him fuck that dude I, I i have zero respect for the seattle fans who booed russell wilson obviously not everyone did so kudos to them but the, to those that did man that's really disappointing in my opinion but anyway nonetheless we ended up losing that game it sucked what are you gonna do on to the next one and and i think we're just gonna get better from here uh, my other prediction 
the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I predicted they weren't going to win the division, and they look freaking unbeatable. They, they look amazing. Now, I will say this. Went and watched the Thursday night game against the Chargers last night, and, ah, man, ugh, I can't fucking stand the Kansas City Chiefs. You know this. I've talked about this. Fuck the Chiefs all day, every day. I cannot stand Patrick Mahomes either, Be- mostly because he's a Chief. I'm sure if he was my quarterback, I'd love him. Here's the thing. You can't tell me that motherfucker doesn't get some kind of preferential treatment. That They praise him like he's the second coming of Christ. And that motherfucker threw three interceptions. All three of them were taken back. Two of them for penalties. The other one because they said the ball hit the ground. And it did, but it was in control. And yet they still called it back. And, of course, the one turnover that Justin Herbert commits goes to the house for a touchdown. Goddamn, I couldn't be more irritated by the outcome of that game. I was rooting for the Chargers, even though they are in our division as well. So, no matter what, we needed... It's it's a positive for us in, in one way or the other. But, I would rather see the Kansas City Chiefs fucking lose. Because I hate them. I hate them. And I'm sitting there at the bar. I got my buddy from work, Kevin, sitting with me. He's just pounding beverages, right? And just wouldn't shut the fuck up. He's just, these guys suck. Oh, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Justin Herbert goes down with injured ribs. He gets hit, hurts his ribs, and Kevin's, oh, get up, you pussy. He's a fucking pussy. I'm like, he got hurt. His ribs are hurt. No, he's faking it. Faking it? Why the fuck would he do that? Do you know how absolutely ridiculous that sounds? He's the he's the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles uh Los Angeles Chargers. Oh yeah, that's what he says. He says he just wants attention. I'm like, you fucking moron. He's the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. And you think he said, oh, God, I'm going to fake this injury just so I can finally get some some attention around here. All I've ever wanted was attention. And by faking this injury, it will give me all the attention I desire as opposed to being the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers. You fucking dumbass. And, And I should mention, too, he's got this gorgeous lady sitting right next to him. She older gal, maybe late late 30s, early 40s, but really good looking. She's talking to the guy next to her and he's just blabbing on and on loudly about what a pussy Herbert is and and how he's faking this injury. And this gal looks over at him like, "Shut the fuck up." And I and I caught eyes with her and I just go, I'm like, "What are you going to do?" Like <laughs> he I got to deal with this asshole too, so. And then I ended up going over to uh, Crystal. I'm sitting at the end of the bar. There's these two gals that sit next to me. Kevin ended up leaving. And this old guy comes and sits, or he like stands right next to them. And he's trying to, he's like making conversation with them. And I think really nothing of it until I realize he's standing there for like 10 minutes just talking to them about nothing. And I'm kind of eavesdropping. I'm kind of picking up a little bit of 
of what he's saying, which is nothing of importance. It's all just like boring. Just him, old horny guy trying to hit on these young gals at the bar. And finally he walks away and I go, I'm just like, that was weird. And they're like, yeah, you like, you didn't help us. You could have helped us. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know if you knew him at first. Like, I don't know the situation. Also, I'm horrible with confrontation, but I'm like, if he does anything again, I will certainly, certainly say something. And she's like, yeah, please. Like, if you would please like, and they weren't rude about it. Don't get me wrong. Like they weren't rude. They were just saying, yeah, I mean that we don't know him. That, that was really weird. And it was karaoke. He goes up and sings karaoke. Um, uh, he, he put his name in his slow ride. And I, th- I thought he was doing the song slow ride, but he was doing the song Beth. So I thought Beth, we thought Beth was the singer singing the song slow ride. So he had us all fucked up on that end. And we're making jokes about his name, Slow Ride. And she's like, uh, she's like, yeah, if he, she, one of the girls emphasized again, like, God, I really don't want to want him to come talk to us again. Like, that was really weird. And I was like, you know what? I'll do you one better. I'll kill him if he comes back over here. And they go, oh my God, please don't. Like, and of course I was joking. I was like, yeah. He wants to go by the name Slow Ride. I'll send him. I'll give him a slow ride down those stairs. This stack of stairs right behind him. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just reach over the bar and give him a nice shove down the stairs. And they're just like, <laughs> they're laughing. Obviously, I'm joking. But that's my, you know, that's just an indication of my mental state right now. I jokingly was going to commit homicide. On this old man, this horny old man who's just trying to get laid at the bar. I was willing to sacrifice his life by throwing him down the stairs. That's where my mental state is right now. I I, I was willing to, to, to help myself feel alive. I was willing to take a life. <laughs> God damn. No, I was not going to actually throw him down the stairs. However... He did come back around and tried to talk to them again. And I just like gave him a nice glare in the eyes and I kind of shook my head. I think he got the hint. He walked away. And uh, I mean, again, I'm just not confrontational. I don't do well in those situations. So I wasn't going to be like, hey, fuckhead, leave these gals alone. Like, I'm just not that guy. I cannot do that. But anyway, nonetheless. uh, Yeah, so that game fucking... That game pissed me off, and we'll see what happens this weekend with football. Hopefully, the Broncos bounce back. Um, that definitely, you know, and also that didn't help either. That I went out drinking last night. You know, here I'm already in a funk. I'm already twisted up in the head, and I go out and get decently put back with alcohol. You know, I wasn't I wasn't hungover today, and I wasn't completely a loser. But of course, I woke up this morning just feeling bad about myself. Feeling like a fuck up, feeling like a real scumbag. And that didn't set me on the right path anyway. And you know what's funny is it's like a sign from God uh, of all times. I'm here feeling dumb, feeling bad all day. And I get a text, I get a, a group text sent to me. And my buddies are like, hey, how would you guys feel about competing in like a sober October? this year like together and i'm like dude 
This is literally a sign from God, like telling me I need to take a break, telling me I need to, you know, I need to do that. So of course, yeah, I've done sober October before, didn't do it last year, and I will be partaking again this year. It's a we're doing a fitness challenge. We're doing obviously so no alcohol sober, and yeah, it's just that's God telling me I got to do that, and it's a sign. You know, you gotta you gotta notice signs when they like of all times of all days. You know, that they bring this up. It's just it's too perfect. You, you got to look at that like a sign, and yeah. So I will be participating in sober October this year, and hopefully that that. Gets me gets my mind a little bit more right because alcohol certainly doesn't help anything. Especially, I mean, it's a depressant. It doesn't fucking do anything for you. And the last thing you want to do is try and get on uppers. Like, I'm not looking to go find me a nice baggie of cocaine out there laced with fentanyl and fucking croak, or or actually pop some zannies. Like, that's definitely not what I'm looking to do. But alcohol's not helping me, so it's like. Yeah, I got to get my mind right. I got to fucking get on board with that. So that's the plan. Sober October this year. Going to get into that and hopefully, you know, get in better shape again. I mean, I I feel like I'm not out of shape. But, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could, like, better explain some of my, like, thoughts. And you know what? Let me, I'll be as vague as possible, you know what I mean? Without bringing up names, without bringing up, you know, certain situations. I'll be as vague as possible about, like, some of the little things that are just bugging me and kind of what's throwing me through a spiral. It's, it's really hard when you put yourself out there for people when you open yourself up and I trust me, I'm not the most open person intimately. You know what I mean? When it comes to intimacy, when it comes to, you know, I've talked about this when it comes to my family, uh, just like showing love and things like that. I'm not the most open person and I've not been shy about that. I've been very, I've been very open about that, I guess, which is ironic. I've been open about my not being open. Um, but when you lift your walls up, when you when you let those doors open a little bit and you're more willing to to be received and to receive something or someone and you make yourself vulnerable like that and then in in hopes you know in hopes that it will be mutually received and mutually uh, it'll be mutual the feeling will be mutual the connection will be mutual you will feel you know and yet it doesn't quite go that way and you feel like and you feel like it's just not you you leave yourself vulnerable you you open yourself up and then you kind of just get slammed on you kind of get the door slammed back in your face and it's it it sucks you know what i mean like it definitely sucks at the same time then you think th- then your my brain at least 
is like, well, maybe that's not what's happening. Maybe I'm at fault. Maybe things aren't being received properly because I'm not making the effort important enough to, to maybe I'm not being, being communicative, uh, communicating, maybe, maybe things like that aren't. And so then you have this fucking roller coaster, this carousel in your head of like, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Is this wrong? Like what's, you know, back and forth, like blaming myself, blaming others. And so you kind of just get twisted up and it's just, it's all this shit just boggling around in your head. Most of it, most likely not even of importance. Most of it, most likely completely irrelevant. And then that fucks you up too. Cause then you're thinking, is this even worth worrying over? Is this even worth stressing about? Ugh. I know that's vague as shit, but just the, the overload, like the absolute overload of thinking of emotions. It's just, it really brings you down. It tires you out. It makes you just, it bogs, it bogs you down. And that's what I feel like I've been dealing with. In addition to kind of just that randomness, that random unprovoked depression that creeps in on you. And so, yeah. Speaking of losing your mind, speaking of melting the mind and just completely losing your mind, people are fucking losing their shit over this Little Mermaid thing. The Little Mermaid is black in the new uh, live action, and people are losing their minds one way or the other. It's either people are freaking out because, oh my god, like, really? A black Little Mermaid? Like... Why? Or like, this is ridiculous. This is uh, just being forced on us. Like, it's a forceful thing. And then there's the other side that are like, accept this. Like, how could you be uh, unaccepting of this? Who cares? Like, it's not a big deal. Either And, and of course, everybody's just like extremely going in their direction and like freaking out. Now, here's my honest to God opinion about it, okay? Who gives a fuck? Like, she's a fish. You know what I mean? Make her fucking green for all I care. I don't give a fuck. Make her whatever color you want. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. Whether she's black, white, Asian, Latina, fuck it. And you know, it's funny because we I talked about the race stuff on the last episode. I had zero intention of talking about it again two weeks in a row. Because it's definitely not a topic that I'm like just dying to talk about, but because this little mermaid bullshit is just being so pushed out there and is just on fire right now. I had to bring this up, especially because we just talked about it last week. If you didn't, if you missed that, go ahead and go listen to the, to last week's episode. I had a whole different take on, on the race issue, mostly in regards to sports and the Royal family. In this case, we're talking about it in pop culture. So, um, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Make her black. Who cares? Like, now here, now here's my thing of it. Okay, here's here's where I, I kind of do get a little irritated with the whole situation. Um, because of this, 
Now, it, it does feel forced, which, in my opinion, feels like reverse racism. It's like they're doing it on purpose. Not because, like, I said last week, people should be hired because they are the best at the position. Hire somebody because they're the best actor for the role, okay? And maybe that was the case. I'm not blaming, I'm not pointing fingers, I'm not saying that that's the case here. It just feels like, not just with this movie, but with many and many other movies, being typecast, people, they're forcing certain people to be gay or to be different races or or, or swapping, doing gender swaps, things like that. It's being forced as a counter-racist, like, it's it's counterintuitive because it's like, we're doing this because she's black, not because she's just a good actress, because she's like perfect for the role we're doing it because we want to make her black and and f- you know it seems like a force thing and the and here's how you're going to be able to tell if that is the case because chances are this movie's going to suck ass because most remakes do suck ass most of anything that is produced in hollywood anymore sucks ass it'll probably be super super woke and super uh progressive and pushing agendas so it's probably just going to suck anyway. But if it does tank, if it sucks, they're going to blame it on the fact that th- that they made Ariel black. They're going to say, oh, all the racist Americans didn't want to see Little Mermaid because of a black Ariel. Or could it just be because your movie sucked or because we already saw the movie animated and nobody really gives a fuck? Now, on the other side, if it succeeds, they will say it succeeded because she's black and because uh, progressiveness is 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 stronger than ever, and people are are willing to go out and support a black Ariel, no matter the outcome, no matter the success or the failure of this of this movie, it will solely be based on the fact that. They made Ariel black. And that is why it's reverse racism. It's not... I mean, sure. I mean, people probably are going to not go see it because she's black. Or they are going to go see it because she's black. How about you just go see the movie because you like The Little Mermaid? How about you go see the movie because you're genuinely curious about how they portray... how, How they write the story out? You know what I mean? Like... Why does it have to be because she's black that you're going to go see it? Or it's because she's black that it's a failure or it's a success. Like, race should have nothing to do with it. Like the movie because you like the movie. Hate the movie because you, you didn't like the way it worked. You know what I mean? Here's the other thing. Now, a lot of people that are upset about it, which, again, who cares? It's a fish. Like, who cares? Now, here, here is the point that I can understand, like, somewhat understand, at least, or the point that a lot of is being made is, historically, in, in every rendition of The Little Mermaid, she is white, okay? And it's easy to say, okay, but you can just change that, right? Well, would it... I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Would you say... It would be okay to 
make the character of Mulan white. I'm gonna go ahead and imagine you wouldn't because Hollywood hates. I mean, people not not Hollywood, but I mean Hollywood loves to whitewash movies. Don't get me wrong, like Avatar or the Dragon Ball Z movie, the live action one. Like they whitewash the shit out of that, which I think is wrong. Like they're Japanese people, make them Japanese. Here's what I'll say. You wouldn't say you wouldn't Mulan historically is Chinese. So you wouldn't cast a black person to play her, right? You wouldn't cast anything other than an Asian or a Chinese person. Pocahontas. Would you ever imagine somebody non-native playing Pocahontas? No. Why is it with the historically white characters? Now, here's the thing. Here's why it's in that gray area, you know? Because uh, Ariel, because... um, the Little Mermaid doesn't really. It'd be different if she was like European, if like if like the the basis of the sh- if she was like Nor Nordic, you know specifically, then that might make sense. If she was a Viking, sure that might make a little bit more sense that she would have to historically stay white. But it's not the case, you know. She's a she she lives in the sea, so it, it could really be anything. You could say the same thing about like Cinderella. Cinderella could be black, but. Here's where things. Here's where I'm gonna flip it. Flip it on you. What's the uh, the princess and the frog? Right? They made that movie with a black princess. If they did a live action princess and the frog, and they made her white, there's plenty of white southerners. There's plenty of white people in the Cajun area, and like the whole voodoo thing. White people practice voodoo too. So if you swapped that and made her white. Would that play out well with the progressive people? Probably not. So, eh, you kind of see a little flip of the coin there. It can kind of go both ways. It's a ridiculous argument regardless. But, you know, I can... I get annoyed by the reverse racism where it's like... Like, just do it because she's a good actress. Do it because she sings good. You know, she clearly has a good voice. That's why I'd watch it. It's just because she's maybe just a good actress. Who cares what her skin color is? And, like I say, though, in certain aspects where, you know, like you could say this about superheroes, you know? There's been plenty of superheroes where they've, they've you know, race-reversed characters into being black. But I get the feeling if you did that with a character like Blade, if you tried to make Blade white, oh, the hell... Fire would rain down upon you. It's a little bit of hypocrisy. Um, also, like just sticking to like this race and movie thing, that I keep seeing ads for this movie, The Woman King, which, by the way, is just an insane title. It's it's cl- like it's the most progressively woke title I've ever heard in my life. The Woman King. And if you haven't seen it, it's like, I, so basically every time I just look up a trailer for The Woman King, rather than me trying to explain it to you, every time I look up and see this trailer on, I immediately am like, oh shit, 
It's the sequel, like, this is the trailer for the sequel to Black Panther. It looks exactly like how, how like, uh, Black Panther is. Like, the way it's shot, the way, like, the action sequences and shit like that. It's very reminiscent of Black Panther. Now, here's what I'll say about that. It very much seems like they're trying to, um, whatever this movie is, which... Again, the Woman King. It's just like, okay, it seems like they're trying to to uh, leech onto the success of Black Panther in a way. Because Black Panther was a huge success. Which, again, how do you... How, how, like, it was one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Did people go see it because it's a black superhero? I didn't. I went to go see it because it's a, it's a Marvel movie and Marvel movies rule. I'm sure a lot of people did. And, I, and, I, and I've talked about this before. I understand the importance of representation and of having a black superhero like Black Panther. I completely understand it and what it does for black youth. And, you know, I I get that. I get having representation. I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm just talking about this movie, The Woman King, because Black Panther was wildly successful. This movie seems like it's kind of trying to do that, but it's like, well, let's make... A Black Panther, but as a woman. Now, here's the thing. If this Woman King movie tanks, then they're going to say it's sexist. Because, oh, Black Panther was successful, but he's a man. If the Woman King tanks, because we we clearly see that movies like this, with a full black cast and all that, and about black culture, can be successful. But not only if, if it's a failure, which chances are it will be because most shit that comes out these days that's not Marvel tanks. And it will probably, it, no matter what, underperform to what they expect it will. They're going to blame it on either race or sexism. It's going to be blamed on something. There's no doubt in my mind. And again, if, it's, if it is successful... They're going to use that as the reason why it was successful. Why not just say it's successful because it's a good movie or it's a failure because it's a shit movie? Like, people can't own up to the fact that they make shitty movies so they have to make excuses as to why people didn't want to watch it. That fucking Charlie's Angels movie, or what was, no, yeah, the Charlie's Angels movie they came out with, uh, I don't remember who who uh, directed it, but it's it looked horrible. Like, I could have told you that was going to suck. The fucking Ghostbusters remake they did with all the women. I could have told you that was going to suck. It looked horrible. And sure as shit, it was horrible. But they didn't blame the fact that it was a shit movie on anything other than the fact that they were women. Women's movies are... Like, there's, there's successful women's movies. But... You're gonna like you're just gonna blame the failures on the sexism or the racism of the world. Eh, you gotta do a little better than that. I think that's I think that's a cop out. And I think that is it not counter racism, it's racism and sexism in it in it of itself. Because hey, guess who didn't go watch those movies? Women. Half the half the world is women. Half the country is women. You couldn't get half the country to go watch a fucking movie? Probably because it sucked, not because it was a woman cast. So, the Woman King. I keep—I th- swear to God, I keep thinking it's Black Panther. 
it's just it 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 reeks of trying to suckle at the success of Black Panther. My throat is getting so dry. I am I did not grab enough water. Um so yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to make this a short episode. I already told you I'm kind of going through the motions and honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I do feel a lot better. I feel a lot better than when I started this episode. Just getting to talk about it, just getting to talk about anything, getting to talk to you guys, getting to put something out there, create a little content. It feels good. Probably won't get to the full hour, and that's fine. But here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys, okay? This is the ultimate deal with today. It's true. No matter how bad things get, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. In all the darkness, in all the sadness, in all the the, the worst times, the worst moments, there's light. There is good. There is positivity. You have to seek it out and you have to know that it's there. Okay. Because if you, if you don't believe it's there, if you think you're never going to be able to find it, it's just going to drag you down more. You got to know that it's there. You got to know that you will find it eventually and you'll, and you'll shake through it, man. Do things positively for you. Tell your brain to tell the, the depression, tell the, the monster that's creeping into your head to just fuck right off, you know? Tell them to fuck off because and, – and do something for yourself. Go try and do positivity to yourself. Also, consume positive things. You know what I mean? you got to – I listen to comedy podcasts all day today, and it made me laugh, and it cheered me up. I wasn't, I wasn't going to – like, you know what the worst thing I could have done for myself – was it would be to watch like a horror movie or to want or to listen to like a depressing crime documentary or something like that. Something that's going to bring me down. Dude, that's the worst thing. If you're feeling down, like, and there's time and place for things like that, you know, there's a time and place, but when you're down, don't consume more down stuff. Don't consume more depressing things. Cause it's just going to keep bringing it down. You don't want to do that. Consume the good stuff. It'll it'll bring you back. It'll make you feel better about what's going on in your life. So, I mean, here's a great example. Dude, I can't get enough of this fucking corn kid. The the corn kid? Dude, I was gonna I meant to talk about this the last three episodes. I found that fucking corn kid before he blew up and went viral. I found that video before all that, and I was like, I, I reposted it. I was like, this shit is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And now he's like the most famous kid on Instagram and TikTok. It's cone. A big lump with knobs. It has a juice. It has a juice. Dude, that's not just singing that shit makes me feel better in my life. You need more kids like that. You need more content like that. The corn kid. That kid made my... He didn't just make my day... He made my fucking month. He made my year. He might have just changed my life watching that kid eat that corn. That might have changed the entire outlook I have on life itself. Because that kid knows what's up. He knows that the littlest thing, corn, something like corn, can just make make your day. Make It could make everything just so much more positive in your life. I couldn't imagine a more beautiful thing. He looks at he looks at life through the lens of 
corn cobs. Corn cobs are what make his life a better existence. And we got to think more like the corn kid. We got to think like, you know, these little things can just can can make or break us. They can make us. They little things could can bring us back from the brink. Focus on the little things, the things that you love in life, like corn. But you know what? Like I said, man, I'm coming back around. You know what? I'm so much coming back around. I'm taking these fucking glasses off. I'm gonna prove to you. I'm gonna show you with these eyes that you know we come back. We we go through. We go down struggles. We have struggles. We go down dark roads. Uh, we deal with stuff mentally that we can't explain. We deal with things mentally that we can't help or uh, we have struggle with. And ultimately, you got to know deep inside. You can come back from it. There's always a way back. There's always um, there's always things you can do to uh, to alleviate that. And the best thing you can do is talk about it, man. A- acknowledge it. Acknowledge its existence. Because if you don't, if you just bury it down, it's not going to go anywhere, really. It's not going to do anything. But you got to acknowledge it. You got to acknowledge why you feel the way you do. Try and correct those things. Try and like make things that are, do things that are going to make you feel better. Or make those things that are bothering you go away. And like I said, sometimes you just can't explain it. You just got to rough through it. And that's what I'm, you know, we're going to do it. I'm here with you. If you're struggling, man, I'm here with you. I'm dealing with it too. But the, the nice thing is, you know, it's not always going to be this way. Eventually, you're going to break through. You're going to kick out of it. You're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great day. You're going to have a great life. Everything's going to be back chipper, cheery, better than ever. Because that's what it is. That's what it's all about, man. Because no matter what, whether you're down, whether you're up, life is life, man. We we still we still keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? We keep on keeping on, and it all get better. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this did something for you. I hope you enjoyed my misery. I hope you enjoyed my sulkiness i hope i kind of i hope i didn't bring you down too hard you know what i'm saying like i i really tried not to i tried to to bring some positivity into it tried to shake it up a little bit and you know what not every episode is going to be the same and even in the darkness we can we can find positivity in the darkness because that's what this that's what this podcast is about man is all about positivity trying to figure it out trying to uh work things out we all do it we all got to deal with it and we're not alone. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We're in it together, man. We are in it together. You came on this whole journey with me. You followed me through it. We did it, you know, and I'm here for you. I'm, you know, I'm a click away. I'm here for you. We're, we're all in this together. The world, you know, we all struggle. We all have our highs. We all have our lows. And we can share in both of those together. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys again for listening. Looking forward to another weekend of football, as always. Very excited. Um, 
yeah, just be positive. Spread love. Be good to yourselves. You deserve it. And most importantly, don't forget, never forget, life's a garden. Dig it.